if you're focused and passionate and driven, um, you can achieve anything you want to achieve in life. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And a lot of things that we want to do, a lot of places we would like to go, a lot of things we would like to experience. Here's how to really cash in on this year. Number one, get serious. Life is serious. That's basically it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brett Talk, uh, the podcast where you can submit your advice uh, to me uh, at Brett Talk Podcast on Instagram or at uh, Brett Thomas eighteen ninety six, and I will do it. I'll do everything from robbing a bank to how to budget and everything in between, or like how to budget the money you stole from the bank. Um, I'm here with uh, Golden Ox Studio with producer Jeremy. How's it going, Jeremy? It's going uh, pretty good. That's good to hear. And also, I have a lovely guest today, uh, Gabe Gary. How's it going, Gabe? It's going pretty good. Um, what we're talking about today is what we're doing, and it's how to have a conversation. So let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, I don't know. We're to start off with a conversation. Hello. Well, what's the context? Uh, a date. A date? Yeah. How do you start have a conversation on a date? Because this can be kind of difficult. Well, what are your intentions? When was the last time you were on a date? Um, last weekend with my girlfriend. Your girlfriend? Yeah. Cassie. Yeah. Where'd we, you guys go? We went to uh, the Outback. The Outback? What'd you get? I got a prime rib sandwich. Oh. Then we went to Dave and Buster's. Fuck. Yeah. Any good games? Yeah. I like it because like, Dave and Buster's now is just like, it's like modernized. So like a lot of it will be like phone games. So it's like giant phones like Temple Run or Fruit Ninja. And like Flappy Bird, it's called like Floppy Bird. What's your favorite? Um, I liked Deal or No Deal. I got like really heated at that game. Heated? Yeah. Because like it's really hard because you can either like win two tickets at the least or the most 250 and I've lost. I never give in to the banker though. So you want a lot of tickets? No, I usually win like 20 because you want a lot of tickets. I want, yeah. How do you get a lot of tickets? Uh, if you get the 250 ticket briefcase, or if you play the game uh, Floppy Bird, like every time you go through a tube, that's like one ticket. So you could easily get like 50 or 100. That's funny because that was like one of the hardest games when it was on the phone. Yeah. But I guess it's easy at the arcade. It is, yeah. Do, uh, do you know anything about the last date I was in on? I went on. Uh, I was just about to ask when the last date you were on. We just made conversation. You don't know anything about me. Is this I know everything. I know everything about that last date you went on. Yeah. What kind of games you like to play? What, why you like to play the games? How you win yeah. a lot of tickets? You don't know anything about me. I was gonna ask. We made conversation. Oh, okay. I just damn. asked questions. Oh damn! You tricked me. 
damn. That's we, all it is. We had a conversation. I'm like mind fucked right now. I didn't realize you were. That's how you act on a date. Because I, I would sleep with you. Yeah, because I listened and I asked questions. I'm like mind. You got to talk about yourself. <clears throat> Every well for for men specifically, because I'm assuming well, first of all, women aren't listening to this shit. Um, Probably not. Uh, Maybe a couple guys. Uh, shut up! Like, oh, like, do you know how many pieces should just like talk about themselves on the date? Because on a date, you whether you're already on the date or you're flirting with a girl or anybody that you want to maybe go on a date with in the future, you get this really strong feeling that you have to present yourself as an amazing person. Yes. So when you're on the date, you talk about yourself and how amazing you are, but that doesn't make you come off as an amazing person. That just makes you come off as somebody who likes to talk about themselves. Oh. I've always said that the best way to flirt with somebody is not to like try to make small talk with them at a bar or let's say you're at a party because a bar is kind of more difficult, more complex situation because I'm assuming you're strangers. But if you're at a party with someone and you want to, you want them to like you, don't f- try to f- give them a list of things to like you about. Just make sure the only thing – nobody – let me back up here. I don't remember much of what you said. I don't remember much of what anybody says, and I don't think anybody could say word for word what a conver- what was in a conversation, but they remember what you talked about and they remember how you made them feel. Ah. So if you want to – possibly go on a date with someone or take the romantic element out of it. If you just want someone to like you when you're done hanging out with that person, make sure when they think of you, they think, Oh, I had a good time around that person. Like that's all like, stop talking about yourself. If you're at a party and you're, you chatting somebody up, maybe not even chatting. And then you separate it at the end of the night. The next time that person sees you, the only thing you want them to think is, I had a good time with that person. Doesn't matter if you were funny. It doesn't matter what you talked about. As long as you didn't come off like an asshole and they just remember, I had a good time with that person. And then the second time around, he's like, oh, I had a good time with that person. You've created a pattern of, oh, every time I'm with this person, I have fun and I and I like my time with that person. Wow. Th- th- I swear to God, I'm not just saying this. This is the best advice I've been given, like about dating. You could use that like in any as, any aspect of your life, like a job interview. Yeah, how how you made them like an impression you left. It's not what you said; it's how they felt. The last impression is the lasting impression. Uh-huh. Nobody remembers what you said; they remember how they felt during that moment. They remember the energy you gave off. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm about to go home and dump my wife just so I can use this advice. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> elephant in the room, dude. But I think that's also why, uh, I mean, there's like a common like theme or stereotype in like pop culture or whatever. It's like once somebody's in a relationship, they become that much more desirable. You ever hear that? Yeah. Like once a dude's in a relationship, suddenly all the women are throwing themselves at him. Same with the girl, like, you know, or why are all the good ones taken? I don't think it has necessarily anything to do with the good ones being taken. I think it has everything to do with when you're in a relationship, you're not putting that pressure on yourself to make sure 
other people like you because you already have like you already committed. So when you have that aloofness about you and it definitely and it doesn't seem like you're trying hard to make someone like you because you're not, that makes them like you. I don't think it has anything to do with, oh, he's taken, so I can't have it. I think it has everything to do with he's not acting like an asshole who only wants to fuck me, which is nice. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, I don't really, like, believe in playing games with people, but, like, no one wants someone that's, like, desperate. Oh, yeah. Or, like, from a mile away. Yeah, or, like, they're too much. And I would just like to reiterate, this is not only talking about dating. This is job interview getting a drink from a bartender uh fucking maybe you're at a concert and like you're trying to sneak your way backstage uh, i mean yeah de- people can smell desperation yeah it's kind of like it's like a weird sad thing when you see someone that's desperate it's just like calm down I don't know. But you don't know what's going on. I mean, you don't know why they're desperate. You just know that you're not desperate, so you could kind of see it on them. Yeah, and I do think you said the aloofness, too. It's like it's kind of like when you're not, like, acting desperate, like, in a job interview or on a date. Like, it's kind of like a confidence, too, because mm-hmm. you know your worth and you know that there's options out there that you don't have to be tied down to one thing or, like, there's more options. It makes a lot of sense. It doesn't matter what you say. They remember the energy. Yeah. I think being calm is one of the best things in the world because, like, I've never seen someone talk about, like, a really loud and rowdy person and say the phrase, yeah, they're cool and chill. They're cool to hang out with. The person yelling at people and getting arguments with other friend groups at the bar. Absolutely. Yeah, the guy, it's never the guy who's like, oh, I don't want to go to that. That bar sucks. Let's go to this bar. You don't want to hang out with that guy. You want to hang out with the guy that says, yeah, well, I'll go to, let's just go to a bar. At the end of the day, what have we done? We've gone to a bar. It does. We're going to do the same thing wherever we go. So let's just go man. with the flow, man. Whichever bar we land at, that's perfectly fine. Totally. I think you're right because the person that's always like, no, we got to go to this bar. When you go, it's the most loudest bar in the world. There's probably like a mechanical bull there. Yeah. But it's also probably the single dude who's, you know, is batting 180 on the summer. And he's just trying to – he wants to hang out at that bar until it closes so he could try to hook up with whatever chick's still not gone with anybody. Yeah. That's kind of their whole game plan. One time I was like with a group of like – like seven or eight people and we all agreed to go to like a bar that's like more chill so we can like talk because we just wanted mm. to sit down it's like a thursday night and this uh woman was like no we have to go here and like when we got there it was like almost like a, a club like there was like no seating because everyone had to stand because mm-hmm. like it was so packed in there we, we had to yell i hate yelling at a bar me too i hate it You'll be in the car trying to talk, and then your throat will hurt because you yeah. like strained it. Best time if I'm a, so probably best night I ever had out in Lakewood since I moved here was at Twist. Yeah, this was pre-COVID. Twist is, a, I mean, on a chill. On, I mean, there can be a chilling night where you sit down and talk, but if you're there on a weekend, you're standing, you're dancing, you're yelling. Going to Twist, super fucked up from the time we get there. We were there for probably 45 minutes to an hour. 
I danced my ass off. Nice. I even I made out with somebody on the dance floor. Even I even got a couple drinks handed to me. Oh wow! From friends that I was there with, who like I bought drinks at the previous bar, so like he was buying drinks for that bar, or whatever. We were there for like I said, almost an hour. I didn't say a single. I didn't. I didn't even try to say a single word to anybody. Because if I did, I would have had to yell. And that like I, we weren't there to talk, but we weren't there to talk. We were there to dance. I just thought it was funny that the entire time I I don't I never said a word to anybody. I didn't say like even yeah. when I went to the bathroom. Usually like I say some like usually I try to make small talk to, to the to the urinal next to me because I think it's specifically funny to make small yeah. talk at a urinal because no one likes doing it. I didn't even do that. I was just like I was there to dance. <laughs> it was awesome. A great fucking night. You didn't have to speak. Your body did it yeah, for my you. Body to do that. That's funny, man. I'm still blown by what happened at the beginning 10 minutes ago what? about how you're like, we just had a conversation. That's all it is, man. You're asking me questions and I feel good about myself. You know what's, uh, so as comics, when we're on stage, so, uh, the crowd work show that happens every month here, um, every time it comes around, you know, usually at open mics, it comes up and people start talking about crowd work and they talk about advice given about crowd work. And one of the, I think, uh, Jeremy, I, I might've been you, honestly, you said this, but, um, one of the pieces of, of advice was, uh, just say the first thing that comes to your head, just say it. And I think the reason that's decent advice you know, sometimes you want to take your time. Yeah. It's because when you're a comic on stage, one, you do have to be fast. Yes. You do have to be fast. Um, but two, just by nature of you're the you're the comic on stage versus the people who buy tickets to a comedy show. We all know how I feel about that. I don't think they're the smartest bunch. Yes, I agree. Um, whatever you say is going to be funny. Whatever is said to you, like whatever the audience member says to you that you need a response for, the other audience members probably wouldn't have thought of it. So whatever you're going to say is probably funnier than what the average person was going to think of anyway. It might not be gold, but what, but they probably still don't see it coming. That's or true. if they do, it makes them feel good about themselves. Absolutely. And they're still going to laugh. Yeah. Now go into a normal everyday conversation there with, with a regular person, let's say like at a grocery store or at a bar or a driver, they're still a regular person, but you're not a comic anymore. Yeah. You're not on stage. You're also a regular person, but you still have, you still have the brain of a comic. So if they say something to you and you're like, okay, I want to say something funny. Take your time. This is my advice for it. Take your time. Because whatever you're going to say, I mean, the long, like, people feel that silence is a bad thing. Yeah. Silence is a very good thing in conversation. Um, because one, it gives you time to think of something that will probably be funny and make them like you. Because again, if they remember laughing around you, they're going to remember having a good time. So if you take your time to say something funny, they're not going to be upset that it took you five seconds instead of two seconds. They're not going to be like, why did it take you so long to say it? If it's funny, it's funny. Um, or a second thing can happen. You might take a little too long to say something back, at which point they'll keep talking. They'll just keep talking, and then you're you're off the hook. Yeah. Silence is amazing. 
um, I did it to you at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, you said something and I just kind of stared at you and then you kept going eventually because you knew I wasn't going to say anything. Because when you're, with, when you're talking to strangers uh, or someone you're not like super familiar with, you, silence is uncomfortable uh, and you try to fill it. So if you're not saying something, the other person's going to try to say something. Now, like, that's, I mean, I feel like that's why you can't really just like, you know, watch a movie with just anybody or take a road trip with just anybody. Because like you and I, we could go watch a movie right now and like sit in silence for two hours and watch a movie and yeah. enjoy that time. Now, we probably wouldn't because we would think of something funny to say like during the movie. But yeah. if it was like a serious movie, we could sit in silence for two hours just because we're comfortable with each other. Like we could take a car ride with each other, like a road trip. And for like half that road trip, probably not have anything to say and be fine. But if you're with a stranger, oh, you would be very compelled to make conversation because to break that awkward silence. Um, which brings me back to my point. If you're trying to be funny in conversation, pause, take a deep breath, take your time, think of something instead of making yourself look like an idiot. And either what you say is funny or they'll just fill the void of silence because they're because they want it to be filled. Because they don't want you to think that they're boring. Yeah, I think all the pressures you put on yourself during a conversation or during small talk, the other person is probably putting that same exact pressure on themselves. So if you're not saying anything, they're going to try to say something funny. Like everybody wants to be liked in the situation. You're not the only person in a conversation. That's true. They want you to like them too. They do. Even on a date. Like unless you're like an obnoxious asshole from the first five minutes, <laughs> yeah. the other person also wants you to like them. They do. Um, which is why you should ask them questions and shut the fuck up. Stop talking about yourself. Ask them about <clears throat> anything. I, I do that on dates, but sometimes like I'd get afraid. I'm like, am I asking this person so much? Well, that's, um, there's actually a, a disclosure theory. This is the only time I've used my degree in the three years I've been out of college, two years I've been, there's, I think it's called, it's like, it's not disclosure theory, but it has something to do with disclosure. Like in a relationship, whether it's strangers meeting or you've known each other for five years, like the level of intimacy, intimacy of that relationship uh, is concurrent with the amount that one shares with the other or the depth. Uh, I'm fucking this up, but the depth of detail that you reveal to the other person will prompt them to reveal the same to you. Or they'll be like, this person is sharing way too much that I'm not prepared to open. So like you say, where are you from? You say, where are you from? And then, or when I asked you about your last date, you were like, oh, I was just about to ask you about your last date. We do that as a society. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Cleveland. Where are you from? I'm okay. from Detroit. That's the same. That's the same level of personal detail. Just like, what's your family like? Oh, two of them are crack addicts. Oh, nice. What's your family like? Four of them are crack addicts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we we wanna we wanna stay on the same level of intimacy with somebody that we want to like us. Again, if you don't if you don't want them to like you, you're gonna be like, Well, I'm not fucking telling you that. Okay. It makes sense. I had an overshare, like, when I was, like, my match with this girl on Bumble, like, within an hour, she was, like, I've tried to kill myself four times. Yeah, again. But there might be somebody out there who will be, like, oh, my God, I've tried to kill myself, too. 
They're like they're pro- like if if one person did it, somebody else will do it too. So she's just got to find that person. They'll be perfect for each other. I hope she does. <laughs> she deserves to be happy. I hope she tries a fifth time. Oh really? <laughs> That's I hope I didn't cause her to try a fifth time. No, I don't. Uh, don't flatter yourself. Hey, I'm just you know. <laughs> I'm part of. The, she's the same pressures on you know. True. She's got a. Like me too, you know. So, because so myself is a great guy. But it's it's. I mean, it's weird how some people get them to like you. Like, why why did she share that? Is that because that was something that? Do you think that was something that would cause an, a level of endearment for her to develop from you, or is that like a hey heads up just before you get any further? You should probably know. I've tried to kill myself four times, like. Honestly, that's probably a good mechanism for like weeding out somebody that you know is going to waste her time. Uh, that's a good point. Because to be honest, if I, I mean, like like you said, she said that right off the bat, and you were like, "Nope, probably yeah. not going to spend too much time doing that." Mm-mm. So, I mean, it worked for her. Not wasting time. Yeah. All right. Uh, any closing? Uh, remarks about conversations or anything well, you've had to say is pretty profound to, yeah dude I'll, I'll give you the textbook that you could read it all in thank you um, dude I, I actually did uh, okay how to end a conversation Perfect. we were talking about making a conversation how to end a conversation so this is related to a lot of what I've already said like you know Matching energy is something that we want as humans, um, whether it's verbal or action, you know, behavior, etc. Um, you said bef- before we recorded, you were like, "Oh, let's." What about like you? You see somebody you know in a grocery store. How do you engage in that conversation? And I was like, "Don't engage in that fucking yeah. conversation." God no. Um, but if you do. Again, bar, job interview, phone call, ordering a pizza, ordering at a restaurant, whatever the conversation you're having is. Um, if you get this, if you get this like overriding feeling that you want to end the conversation, uh, or like you're sensing that the energy of the conversation has dissipated to a level that it's not enjoyable, chances are the other person is also feeling that let's say at a grocery store where you're both just trying to get your fucking groceries and go home. If you're both standing in the aisle, like a bunch of dorks catching up on the weather or the fucking football game. Yeah. And you both, and you're starting to realize, Hey, this conversation could end. Chances are the other person is dude. I have found it so freeing to just like stick out my hand for a handshake and be like, see you around. End of, end of story see you around or like if I'm at a bar or a party and I'm like someone comes over stands next to me and we're talking we're talking and then it like dies to an awkward silence or a, a silence that I don't feel like waiting for it to end I'll say I'm gonna go stand over there now and I'll just fucking do that it's a good one I'll just I'll or I mean you could lie say you have to pee or whatever or you know if it's a if you're getting hit on by a douchebag you could say oh I think I see my friends over there like just ending like like that shit like I have to pee I, I think I see my friends oh I think my I think I hear my mom calling me like that's like 
you feel rude doing that, but I promise you, if you had to pull one of those out, when you do leave the situation, the other person is probably also going to be thinking, oh, thank God I, that one's over. Okay. So like if I'm at a grocery store and I see somebody and we're talking, I'll literally shake their hand and be like, hey, good talking to you. See you around and just fucking leave. And uh, I promise you, there's no love lost there because I left the conversation. Like they weren't, they didn't go to gro- to the grocery store to talk to me. They went to buy groceries and I happened to be there. So like the fact that that I've ended the conversation and they can continue on buying the groceries, they're not <laughs> they're not upset about that. Nice. Um, again, everybody's so obsessed with making sure the other person likes you, you over you overthink about what will might make them dislike you. And I promise you, uh, it's very hard to make somebody dislike you on a level that they're gonna remember. Even if you think you've said something awkward, they probably won't remember it. So again, if you if it's time to end the conversation, do that. Just end the fucking conversation. I promise you, they won't be mad at you. They probably they probably wanted it to end too. I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense because you're probably I like that because you'd feel relieved if they did the same thing. Yeah. All right, uh, Gabe. Where can we find you on the internet? You know. I would plug my Twitter and you could find it really easily, but I fucking, I'm so fucking over Twitter. I'm just going to say Instagram, Instagram is where I'm putting a lot of content now. I don't know, by a lot, I mean like three things so far. Um, but it's Gabe Gary, the same as it's spelled in the title of this podcast episode. I've uh, seen Gabe perform a bunch of times, probably at least a hundred in the triple digits, and he's pretty good, so I'd give him a follow. I'd, I would hope that if I performed in the triple digits, I'd be at least pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Some people aren't. You're not wrong. I'm going to say names. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Gabe. Uh, thank you. This was a good one. Signing off. Thank you for uh, listening to Brett Talk. Uh, give me a follow at Brett Thomas on Facebook and brett thomas 1896 on instagram uh please uh leave a five-star review on anywhere you listen to this podcast they all help thank you